I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name's Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant and founder at Boldside M. Hey, Shell. Emily Bowen here and... I am the COO of Rare Kind. And look, I haven't been reading much over the last few months, but I do love to read. And I know you do too, albeit I think we, we do it a little bit differently. We do. And today we thought, you know what, why don't we jump on and actually share? Uh, we've got time for three each, our, our top three picks each, so six in total of books that we feel, I guess they've kind of like had a lasting impact. They've like, they've really landed for us and and we think that maybe they might boost your career or, or give you something to think about in your career as well. So excited because I really want to hear your books. Hit us with your first one, Em. Okay. So this is the one that for me was so obvious. Like I always recommend it to everybody and I always think about it. I'm probably due for a reread, which is not something I really do, but but I do think I need to go back. It's been a while and it's called Quiet and it's by Susan Cain. So the little like subtitle, I guess, for this or the little um, headline that is on the front cover of this book is The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And this book quiet, it's all about the introvert-extrovert divide. And as you might know, the introvert-extrovert divide is one of the most fundamental dimensions of personality. And there are actually many successful, what I'm going to call geniuses in their field who are introverts. However, often what we find is the common traits of an introvert are considered undesirable, particularly in the workplace and in an, in and around leadership roles. So they're things like sensitivity, um, a, a seriousness that introverts can typically have about them. Uh, we're often more quiet and, and we wouldn't necessarily be described as outgoing. And I'm starting to say we because I'm giving away, you may have already known, I, I am an introvert myself. Now, introversion isn't the same as shyness. So you can actually be shy and extroverted, Uh, just as much as you can be free of shyness and introverted. And this book in particular by Susan is not about how to overcome introversion, therefore, um, or even how to achieve what you are keen to achieve in your career in spite of introversion. Instead, what it focuses on is how can we leverage the strengths that are unique to introverts and harness its power in order to be successful. So, Shell, my recommendation would be that everyone reads this book, which I know is a big call. Uh, but I feel like whether you consider yourself more introverted or you consider yourself more so up the extroverted end of the scale, whether you're a leader or not, whether you're aspiring to be a leader or not, um, I'm thinking if you're a business owner, a parent, a teacher, if you're in a relationship or you're just interested in thinking about what you want in a relationship, like work, personal, this really does have something for everybody to take from it. 
And so it is the first mention. It's my top pick um, for books that I feel like everybody should read to boost their career. Awesome. Love it. And I love that you bought me this book as well because you do, you've been talking about it for at least three years, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a touch longer. So, all right. (laughs) You know me. I love Cal Newport. Yeah. You do have a few go-tos and that's definitely one of them. I love Cal Newport and his book, Deep Work. It changed my life. Honestly, it changed my life. You always talk about it. I don't know how I haven't read it yet. I know. Well, you probably get heaps of deep work done. Mm. Do you? Well, I think I could be better. Okay. Well, you need to read this book and I'll tell you why. Because he really unpacks in, in deep work about why we're so stuck in the shallow work cycle. So it's really for knowledge workers, which is you know, a lot of a, a lot of people who listen will be a knowledge worker, which is essentially the value of your job is in your mind and you have to get that goodness out there. And he talks about how to do that in a really overwhelming world of email, Slack message, like all the digital like ugh, stuff that we have to deal with. And how do you actually get really deep thinking done in that kind of environment? And so he goes through his four rules for eliminating distractions and cultivating deep work. And really the essence of this is finding the space to work deeply by embracing boredom and eliminating that shallow work. So things like email that we typically have seen as really like important and he's, he's, he doesn't use email where he describes that in his book and he's very difficult to contact because we'd love to get him on the show. And I'm thinking, (laughs) how can we contact him? Because he's like very like a digital minimalist. So I'd really encourage you to listen to this if you struggle with productivity and if you struggle to get big, deep chunks of project work done. For me, he talks about this thing of, of time boxing, which is 90 minute slots where you do 90 minutes of deep work and you schedule them into your day and then you come up for air and do shallow work intermittently. But shallow work always is secondary to your deep work. And hey, Shell, you've just said, I'd encourage you to listen to this because that's something that we should point out. Uh, you don't have to actually pick up a physical book and read it like these ones I have next to no, me. No, you've got your physical books. I know, I only, you're a big audio book I, I gal, pretty much you? only have audio books or, or read it on my phone on Kindle and that's... Um, my preference. And that's why I said at the beginning, we do things a little differently. We but it's do. so fine. So deep work, get amongst it. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money Medical, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, and My Millennial Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, my next book, so this is number two for me, is How Women Rise by Sally Helgerson and Marshall Goldsmith. And I've got a little bit of a background story here to share with you guys uh, in setting up why How Women Rise is a go-to for me. So in 2007, uh, Marshall actually published a book that you may have heard of called What Got You Here Won't Get You There, How Successful People Become Even More Successful. And in that book, he talked about 20 behaviours that often get the better of high achievers when they're trying to make it to the next level. So um, he is actually somebody that works around leaders day in, day out, and he drew the content from the book Uh, for the book rather, from habits that he repeatedly observed were hindering talented people when they were trying to reach their full potential. And actually, sometimes he even found that it would derail their career. Now, in the several years following that, so that was published in 2007, in the several years that followed, um, he continued to travel the world and he was still working with leaders and observing leaders and coaching them. And in particular, he was starting to be exposed to more female leaders. And what he came to realise that was that some of the habits and behaviours that he had documented in his book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, were actually less likely to be a hurdle for women than they were for men. And so he recognised that there was a masculinity or a masculinity bias in his original book and that while women actually, uh, you know, they absolutely do have hurdles, there are some differences. So in 2018, 11 years later, he and Sally published the book that I recommend, How Women Rise. And the idea of this book is to provide targeted guidance specifically to women who are seeking to advance their career. So this is uh, 12. Uh, if I can read the, I guess, a little quote from, from the book itself, it as far as what it does, it identifies 12 common habits that can prove an obstacle for future success and tells you how to overcome them. And that is, as I said, specific to female. So I've kind of got like, I've snuck in like a second, you know, a couple of book recommendations here because I have read both of these books. I would absolutely suggest that uh, whoever you are, you read what got you here won't get you there. And if you're a female or you're working with or have responsibility for females who are ambitious and who are keen to progress their career, that you also read How Women Rise. And in each of those books, um, I think you will get something out of them. Now, what I will say is that when I read How Women Rise, I found that I actually, so there's the 12 common habits. I actually found myself reading for the like for a lot of the book past halfway, kind of going, ah, don't really know about this. I'm not really sure that these habits so far are landing for me. By the time I got into the back end of the book, that was when it resonated because unique to me, it's not that every single one of these habits, these 12 habits is actually going to apply to an individual. It's going to be that some of them do and some of them don't. And the ones that resonated for me just happened to be towards the back end of the book. So look, I got something out of both those books. I didn't get everything out of them. But if you are an ambitious person who is keen to be the best that you can be in your career journey, and if you are bold enough to put your ego to the side, I'd recommend you pick up a copy. And speaking of ego, that leads me to my second book, uh, which is Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And I've actually just finished this. This has been on my list for like so long to get to and I love Ryan Holiday's work and I've just finished and I lo- I listened to his um, audio book and I listened to his podcast which we'll put in the show notes 
Oh my goodness. It really hit me in the face. It was like a punch to the face. Like an, a like, good way. Did it give you a little kiss afterwards? No, it was just like a it? big punch to the face <laughs> of like why ego is messing with your life. And, you know, <laughs> you're just looking at me like, are you going to say anything else? Because I, I, I can see you're still processing <laughs> I'm this. Processing. Like you just stopped it's, reading it. And, and I think it feels really relevant to me where I'm at and, and how ego, he really unpacks why ego is a limiting factor in your life. But more than that, how it is, let me just read actually part of it. It's, I guess, about the dangers of ego and about how ego is so prevalent right now. When you think about the world of of influencers and self-promotion and everyone promoting their personal brand. And so it's all me, 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 me. And in this book, it's all stories throughout history and there's lots of stoicism built in. It's just some amazing ideas presented around the danger of ego and how we all suffer from ego. And it looks different for each person. Like it could look like perfectionism for one person or like lots of different blind spots for other people. But really digging into this issue and how it impacts not just your career, but your life. And for me, it's just been a really good timely punch to the face. (laughs) That's the thing about books, isn't it? I have found like my list of what I would like to read and what I've bought and haven't read yet is longer than the list that I have read. But sometimes I go and pick a book up and I'm like, oh, just this isn't grabbing me. I put it down, move on to something else and I come back to it later And it's like timing, you know, there are books that don't resonate at one time that absolutely resonate at another time in my career. Totally. And it's a really short book. Like it's like a six hour audio book and just so worth it. Any of his stuff I love because it's ancient wisdom built in because he does talk a lot about uh, Stoic philosophers and their ideas. And so it's just really rich and, and it's this curated book of all these stories throughout history. And I love history. So it's really cool if you're into that. And I think this book is for anyone and especially if you, you know, there is that bit on on narcissism and those kinds of things mixed in, which is always really fascinating if you like human behaviour. So you will enjoy it. It is a really, it is, I would say it's a tough read. If you allow yourself to be confronted by the reality of your own ego problems, which I'm doing and still doing and will be still doing, (laughs) it's really good for anyone. And that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just tune out for a second. You keep processing, (laughs) reflecting and be ready for your third book in a moment. But while you do that, so my third book, my third and final book that I would recommend to you is called Factfulness. And this is a book by Hans Rosling. And the words that I I jotted down as I was reflecting on this book, uh, again, it was a long time ago that I read it, but it stayed with me, is thought provoking. So this is a book that is about critical thinking as a replacement to instinctive reaction. And to, again, you know, take a little phrase from the cover of the book itself, this book is about the world and how to understand it. So we're taking you out of the workplace specifically here. It's not leadership focused, but it is absolutely a read that will allow you and encourage you to see the world differently. And so again, if I can just uh, read a little paragraph from the back of the book, it shares that when asked simple questions about global trends, what percentage of people around the world are living in poverty, why the global population is increasing, how many girls finish school, we systematically get the answers wrong. So wrong that a chimpanzee choosing answers at random 
will consistently outguess journalists, Nobel laureates and investment bankers. Wow. I know, right? So basically what Hans does here is he offers us 10 reasons in his book why we are wrong about the world and he describes to us that, you know what, even though it isn't perfect, it is actually in a far better state than we tend to think. And the way he does that is, so his 10 reasons are actually based on 10 human instincts that distort our perspective. So these distortions cause us to tend to be like overdramatic. Um, and then what he does is he provides us with thinking tools to help avoid these traps. So while he does that on the basis of what's happening in the world, there are absolutely takeaways that you can then apply to your career and to the workplace that you're a part of and, and what might be happening. So the lessons that I took away from this that have really stayed with me uh, around that instinctive reactiveness, bias, um, how I make decisions, how I build perception and, and my awareness of my own natural perceptions, and then also the importance of questioning and facts in actually developing and understanding. I've heard so many pe- I'm holding the book. I've heard so many people recommend this. And if you do go and look at the cover, it's beautiful. Fluoro orange, exactly the same as the cardigan that Shelley is yeah, wearing. Yeah, I can't really do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a really cool book and it it kind of came out of nowhere for me and uh, I guess I'm not really sure where. I think I might have even just been doing a little bit of a haul on um, on Booktopia or, or Book Depository or something one day and it caught my eye and I'm really glad it did and, and it's certainly another one that I recommend to others. So um, if you were to take Hans's words, he commits to this book being about allowing you to feel more positive, less stressed and more hopeful about the world and I would recommend that you read it if you are humble, if you're curious and if you're keen to get out of your bubble and potentially change your worldview. So no biggie. Yeah, wow. I Yeah, and I love unpicking um, bias. So this is, I need this. I need to be reading this. And um, do you mind if I borrow it? Not at all. Okay. I know where you live. <laughs> all right. So last one from me. And I couldn't do a book recommendation without my favourite author, Patrick Lencioni. Uh, I've seen him speak and always been, I've read all of his books and I'm just the total fan of his work. And so the book I would recommend is Ideal Team Player. And that book is so good for anyone who wants to figure out, well, what is it? If I want to become the ideal team player, if I want to really help, I guess, my team succeed and help my manager's life become easier, He talks about three virtues that an ideal team player has and the three of them are humble, hungry and smart and humble is obviously pretty self-explanatory. Hungry is about your drive, so the level of initiative you have as a team member and smart isn't intellectual smart. Let me say that up front. It's about that idea of emotional intelligence. It's it's what he describes as people smarts, so being aware of how you're relating to other people, how your behaviour impacts other people. And he said, if you have those three things, you will be an ideal team player. And the way that it's told, it's a fable. So it's a story and it's a really short book again. If you're getting an idea, I do like short reads. I'm a skim reader. So I think it's a really good one for any person who's really wanting to work out, well, what does my manager want? this nails it. It just hits it on the head. It's what every leader wants on their team. And it's what every team needs to succeed, these three qualities. So I'd encourage you, get it, easy read. I read this hard copy actually. Just as wow, a that must be a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but great read, listen to it, 
read it, hard copy, do whatever. You won't regret it. All these six books, we need to do like a book swap. Yeah. And And also, if you guys are listening and you have any recommendations to make back to us, like we would love that. Please pop it into the My Millennial Money Facebook group. Start a little chat in there because I'm always looking for what else I can add to the pile of books that I haven't gotten around to reading yet. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, Em. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please follow, rate and review. We love getting your feedback and you'll find Em and I on LinkedIn. That's where we hang out. We do. Talk to you later. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money Medical, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business and My Millennial Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.